I need to be really clear. This episode is not a guide to losing weight. It is not a list of strategies that support weight management. It is not any recommendations for finding a healthy weight. It is a conversation about our mindset and our thoughts and our self-talk around the idea of weight loss. I think we need to have an open conversation here, and I would like to make this a safe place to be able to think about and talk about our weight loss mindset, because society has done a lot of talking about it, and our culture tells us what we should think about weight, about what size and shape that we should be, or that we should resist or reject all thoughts about changing our size or weight if you're on the other end of the spectrum. And it probably doesn't shock you that I fall firmly in the gray area here once again. I have had my own journey of figuring out the idea of controlling our weight, and that makes me ready to share that with you. Hey there. Welcome to Be Well With Steph, the podcast, the show for women who know that personal wellness can be an actively pursued goal and who are ready to tackle building healthier daily habits with a little bit of good humor, a little bit of grace, and a lot of coffee. I'm Steph Jenko, your holistic nutrition coach and your host, and I'm here to help empower you to create and maintain a healthy lifestyle you love, a lifestyle that gives you the strength energy, and confidence to go after your wildest dreams. I can tell you exactly what I understood about health and fitness as a kid. When I think about health and fitness in the 90s, I think of people who ate salads, um, saying no to cookies because of phrases like, moment on the lips, lifetime on the hips. I think of sports and athletic ability and two things that I did not have as a real active part of my life. And I think about um, Denise Austin and other like aerobics instructors and fitness type VHS tapes. That's pretty much what I understood about health and fitness. Now I know that I learned, um, I've mentioned this before on here, that I was homeschooled and part of our health portion of science, we did talk a lot about like the health triangle, about our physical health and also um, what we eat and our mental health as being a component, like our mental and emotional health. So like I knew that in a textbook sort of way, but it was not the same as the cultural messages I was receiving as a kid or that you were probably receiving throughout that time as well. And the result was what I ended up kind of internalizing that I didn't realize until way later in life. But the result I was internalizing was that if I was a bigger body than what I saw, I probably wasn't applying myself. It was because I I didn't do sports. It was because I ate cookies when I shouldn't or because I, you know, didn't eat salads. My bigger body was a result of the fact that I didn't apply myself. And that if I could just try more, maybe it would happen. Trying more took a lot of effort. The choices were either try more or just give up and accept the way that I am. That was kind of black and white thinking, right? And I really think that I carried this idea that that 
that was how you be healthy was to eat less, restrict food, exercise or play sports. And that's how you'd be healthy. And that's how you would be skinny. And that's how you would manage your weight. Or you could just like not apply those things and exist in whatever other body you ended up with. Sounds so strange to say that out loud, but I really believe that that is a lot of what I saw in our culture of the time. And I think I carried that idea with me pretty much until graduate school. So I'm talking um, like 2010 to 2012, and it was somewhere around 2012 that I found um, my fitness pail. And then my thoughts shifted a little bit. It felt like I could apply myself. I could control what I did if I could just keep the amount of calories I burned higher than what I consumed. Then I would be healthy. Cool. I could do that. I could definitely keep my activity level higher than the calories I consumed. But this did not take into effect anything about food quality anything about the kind of exercise I was doing, anything about any other part of health. It was pretty much in and out. Well, that meant that you could choose Bud Lights over dinner and you could still stay within your calorie margin. It does mean that you could put line dancing into your phone as activity and balance out whatever you drank. It did mean that you could run to burn off calories and then you could eat um, whatever french fries and burgers you wanted for dinner. And it would all just balance out, right? It was a real in versus out mentality. Well, as you could guess, that was not sustainable. That was obviously not supporting me feeling good. I felt crappy. Um, my, My weight may have been, I guess, lower than it was at other points in my life, but I was not healthier by any means even though I was existing in a smaller body. And I knew I needed to be healthier. So that really sparked kind of um, right at the end of grad school and into my first years of teaching that really started this need to be healthier. So I explored food. I explored diets. Um, I ate a paleo diet for a while, a really low-carb diet, became a gym rat. And I started to feel a little better. You know, I I had cleaned up what I was eating and I was exercising routinely a little bit. So I felt better, I guess, but I was still focusing on the idea that I would be happier and I would feel better and be healthier by existing in a smaller body. And I kept going with that. And I got there. Um, Even once I began eating a plant-based diet, I was eating really a really pretty strict whole food plant-based diet, which certainly was healthy for my insides. It's healthy for my organs. You know, I, I don't regret eating that way by any means. Um, but it was maybe you know, three or four years ago, I got to my smallest, physically healthiest body. I, at that time, like I said, I was eating a whole food plant-based diet at that time. I was running... 5k races and I was running them in record times. I was lifting at the gym every day. And guess what? I wasn't actually any happier than I was before. I was not happier just by the fact that I was existing in a healthier body that was smaller. You know what I mean? Like just because my, my body was a smaller body than it had been before didn't change the fact that my happiness level had not changed. 
Because no matter what, no matter how healthy my physical body was, no matter what I ate and no matter how fast I ran, happiness was not connected to my size. Size was not the deal breaker. And that's what lands me firmly in the middle here, firmly in this gray area, is that yes, absolutely, my physical health thrives on whole foods and exercise. I bet that your physical health thrives on whole foods and exercise too. But my mental health and wellness, that kind of third part of that health triangle, are just as important. Eating food without having to track it all is important. Being able to go out to happy hour with my friends without feeling guilt over french fries is important. Allowing time for my body to rest, to not work out, and taking time for hobbies that just simply bring me joy without any end result is important. Another thing that was important to me was buying jeans that fit. Jeans that just fit when I put them on and made me feel confident instead of trying to run off three pounds every week so that they felt a little bit better. And when I was taking real care of myself, when I was listening to what my body needed, what my physical health needed to thrive, and listening to what my heart and my mind needed to thrive, that's when my body became the size that it was always meant to be. I still have strengths and endurance goals. Movement is still a really big intention of mine. I still have ways I'd like for my strength or endurance to grow, but that is not based on the fact that I want to be strong as a certain body size. It's based on the fact that I want to celebrate what my body can do and challenge what it's able to do. So I can still set physical goals. It's just that they're not about size. They're about health. And I still obviously prioritize nourishing whole plant foods. And I will always do that and advocate for others to do that too, because I want to be in good health. I want to have energy. I want for my digestion to be good and my sleep to be good. And I want for Um, vitamins and minerals to help my body protect itself from illness and to prevent disease. But I also have goals for my mental health. I have goals for my self-care, for my learning, for my improving my relationships. And I do all of these things, physical and mental, out of love for myself. That's where wellness comes from for me. February 13th is National Self-Love Day, and I want us to celebrate that. I want us to celebrate that together, this National Self-Love Day. Why not, right? Well, before before the 13th, starting in February 7th, I'm going to host seven days of self-love. Seven days of self-love challenge on Instagram and via email, and I really, really want you to join me. I want you to connect with us and to connect with yourself and with areas of your wellness and self-care that might need a little bit of TLC right now. You can go to bewellwithstuff.com slash self-love challenge linked below in the notes, or you can find it over on Instagram, follow Be Well With Stuff over there, and get ready to spend seven days really exploring what it means to take care of you and your health and wellness. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my story today and for having me as a part of your wellness journey. You are growing, you are learning, you are doing hard things, and you are taking care of yourself. I'm really, really proud of you, and I hope that you are too.
One more quick reminder before you go, at the end of January, January, Thursday, January 27th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, um, I'll be hosting the workshop on the tiny habits. If you didn't hear before, this is going to be a workshop where I walk you through step-by-step how to go from your intentions for this year to actual habit change. I'm going to walk you through defining what your intention is, whether it's healthier eating or building a morning routine or being consistent with exercise. We're going to look at that and then look at all the possible behaviors that could help you fulfill your intention. But the key is we're going to find your entry point. Instead of just having a bunch of things that you could do, we're going to find the one small change that's going to be your catalyst that is going to help you start changing your routines and therefore reaching those intentions for this year. So I would love for you to join us for the workshop. It's $10 for the workshop. It also happens to be $10 to join my Be Well Together membership for the month of January. And the workshop is included in the membership. So, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but if I were you, I would just enroll in the membership for January, get access to all my bank of recipes, training videos, our member discussion forum, and then get the workshop for free but you can do whatever you want. Either way, $10 and this workshop on tiny habit buildings is Thursday, January 27th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. So I hope to see you there. You can go to the link um, in the show notes to sign up. Thank you so much for listening to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. I invite you to head over to bewellwithstuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm Be Well With Stuff everywhere you like to hang out on social media, so come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well.